sorry, this is Kieran. <laughs> um, uh, okay, like you do Shanti lo yo yoga. Like Shashi yoga. Yeah. Shashi yoga. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your website? So it's at, I'm going to give you the website, but it's actually gone down because I've been changing IP numbers. So it will oh, be no. back online in, in about 24 hours. Okay, but then it's S-H-A-S-H-I yoga.com. But okay. I am on uh, Instagram and Facebook, not that I use it very much. And I have gone on to the, um, the other sites now um, that, that are equivalent, but not obviously following the regime. So I am online in other ways as well. <laughs> Great. So, so uh, I, I met Karen, when was that? When did we go to Peru? Gosh, it seems ages ago, but yeah, so close. 2017 or 2016? Like it was like, was it three was or four it? years ago? So last year we were in Costa Rica, I think. Yeah, we did. Last year was Costa Rica. Um, yeah. It was, it was two years before. I guess it was four years ago. It was probably 2016. Yeah, because before that was Mexico. And then, yeah, it must be about three or four years ago. Tommy now. was like three, I think. Uh, and he's seven now. Okay. Four years ago. Yeah. Then. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we met in Peru. And so, uh, uh, and I, I went and I did the tour with her and she was the, she was the yoga teacher. And it was just, I, lo I loved that trip. That was so amazing. I know it was. Yeah. Very, very, very spiritually uplifting. And so much, um, I think everybody that was, a lot, a lot of us that were there were very much on the same energy, weren't we on the same tip? Wavelength there, yeah, it was great. I say. So we wanted to expand our consciousness, we wanted to meet shamans who were ready to talk. Yeah. We went to some very good sites there, didn't we? Sacred sites. Yeah, we really did. Um, and Pops Martin there. <laughs> I do love Martin. I, I interviewed her last week, so I'm going to have an interview with her. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <Did> good laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really fun. Okay. So she, Kieran has written a new book called a new vibration and it's like 16 ways to uplift your, what is it? What is the, how, what is it called? 16 ways. There's 16 to, simple steps to raise your, um, vibrations and to so stay lifted. It quite easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not a huge, it's not a very big book. I try and keep it simple as possible for everybody. Um, but just to say that it's not just uh, one part of our manifestation of life that will take you, that help you raise your vibrations There's many ways. And so not everybody, even though yoga is my niche, not everybody does yoga. So there's many other ways that people can raise their vibrations. And if you do do yoga and meditation and mindfulness, you may find that the other parts of your life lower your vibrations. So everything needs to be looked at when it's, when, you know, when we talk about raising our vibrations. Oh, I mean, I even just love the whole, the playfulness part that you put in there about, you know, like, you know, like watch how animals and children are and about how they're just so like, you know, just pure and curious. And I think really retouching into that is really nice. And, you know, right now, especially right now, we, we need other, we need to be thinking about methods on how to, how to raise our vibration, meaning how to feel better, how to um, be, be in a higher energy versus in this like programmed low vibrational dumpster that like is is trying to be pushed on us all every day for sure yeah and this is why um you know it is so important to protect our children and the animal kingdom as well because they are 
one chapter in my book, they are um, ways, they are close to God consciousness. They are close to that infinite love, the, the field that is one. And um, just to be in their presence naturally raises your vibration because they're so present state of awareness all the time. They don't, they don't attach to the past and, and the future. They, they don't attach their illusions. So it's so important for them, for us to be in that state. And for us adults, it's very easy for us to think about past and future. So, um, so it's, it's important that we protect that. And, and obviously there's, you know, with the, the networks out there, the dark deep state networks out there are trying to take that away, you know, in our children. They're, they're, they're um, darkening them really, you know, they're taking that innocence away. So it's very important that we protect them. But that is also in the book, yeah. Yeah. Along with many other ways. <laughs> and what, what I really um, appreciate about your, I mean, like when I first started doing yoga, which was probably, I don't know, maybe, well, I just started doing a little bit in high school, but really I got into it in my mid twenties, but it was like at a gym and it was like, oh, you know, it's like some kind of wonderful gymnastics where you get to wear tight pants. Like, you know, mm -hmm. but then I, and then I started kind of doing it and kind of realizing, oh, wait a minute, this is kind of a moving meditation. Like this is making me, this is making me be in the present moment instead of being, I mean, and I started realizing the other effects of it. And then I, so I, so, you know, I came into it as like an exercise thing. And then like mm -hmm. the more I got back on it, I just eased up on myself and kind of just started looking at it more as like a holistic like approach to life. And I love how you yeah. talk about that, that it's like, it has been bastardized by the Western culture, but yeah, fortunately. And, um, and now, yeah, that would, that is always my primary, um, reason for doing yoga. And I think, and I think when we talked about this before as well, um, I think when you're born into life on a bigger perception, your yoga then um then is is about that as opposed to just in a physical exercise just whether you do mantras or mudras or anything it could still just be a physical exercise you know it doesn't have to be yoga and i have to say i feel at least 90 percent of the yoga world don't actually teach yoga yoga teachers and i've and i and for a long long time i've been i had got to the point where i just don't like I love yoga and I love what I teach and I love when I'm doing it, practicing it and, and teaching it. But I just don't like yoga. It's not the fact that I don't like yoga. I don't like the yoga world because um, of what I see every day. And I see a lot of ego and vanity. But what I'm seeing is, and even the people that, that um, preach spirituality, they're talking from a closed perception. They don't have any realization and understanding of of present state awareness of the real consciousness, the, the real field, the, the one love, they don't have it. They don't even know how life really works. Um, that's why for me, they teach very, um, from a closed perception, it's not yeah. present state awareness, whether they feel it, it's not, it's not. And I can see that from a mile in a teacher. And uh, I know probably, and I, I even feel some of the organizations like the British Wheel of Yoga and, um, and uh, Yoga Alliance, you know, I've taught a lot of their teachers and they've come up to me and said, Kieran, after doing your class, we realized we don't have a clue about yoga. What are they being taught? <laughs> what are they being taught? Even if you learn philosophy, even if you learn Sanskrit, you know, um, Mahabharata, like whatever you learn, they're still, they're still talking from a closed perception, you know, and it's, it's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than, um, 
you know, yoga almost like yoga is mind body and spirit connection of mind body and spirit and if you don't have that connection of mind body and spirit or, or soul or um one consciousness should i say that spirit is one consciousness if you can't connect mind body and one consciousness you're not doing yoga as far as i'm concerned you're doing well, something yeah i mean to and, yoga. and they're basically just doing variations of the asanas and that's, it. Know, that's yeah. it you know they're not actually yeah, yeah. And but, I think with you, because you you were very much like me when you when you were brought um, up in slightly more open perception to others, because you knew that from a very young age. And I think that's why, even though you may have come into it from an exercise point of view, like a gym um, point of view, you were quickly able to go into that to the, know, other, the meditative yeah. state. I mean, and and I feel like what what ends up happening is like. Um, I think people, I mean, I know this for sure because I've talked to tons of people who they don't, they, they say things like, oh, I'm not flexible or, I, mm. or, or they'll say things like, oh, that's, um, I don't like that. Like, like, it's like kind of spiritual stuff. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get into yoga. Like, I don't want to say like namaste after work. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you have, you have people, I've heard like people say these kinds of things and then you'll hear, they'll be like, eh, yeah, I don't know. That's a little too woo woo for me. Or you'll have people <laughs> say things just like that. This is the craziest stuff. They'll just, the, 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 or they think they have to be super fit and super, yeah. you know, super like already in shape before they could do yoga that's like that's something that they one day want to try but they're not at that point where they can try it and you don't mm. you can be any shape any size any age whatever and, and it's a way of life it's a way of being mindful it's yeah just yeah people, yoga meets you wherever you are and that's the thing people need to understand it's not a matter of being a certain way physical mentally or spiritually yoga will meet you and then it just depends on what perception you're on of how quickly you benefit from the practice and where it takes you and where it takes you just depends on your perception so it works it works in a circle i i feel that the, the teacher is the one that should always be questioned because the teacher needs to be coming from the right perception the right perspective because if the teacher isn't then the student is just going to be learning from their perception on, on their level. And that's, that's the thing. So that's why, you know, I have had a lot of my students and I've been teaching what now for, I don't even remember now. <laughs> Where am I? Um, it's over 20, it's probably like 25 years or something. I, I was teaching, went very, very young, but I was brought into it um, from family. Obviously my family are all yogis and, and, Ayurvedic and holistic homeopathic doctors and um, my great my grandfather was a yogi as well and we were very from a spiritual um way of life but I was brought up into it just because I was interested the first thing I learned was acupressure actually and then um I started learning about yoga and I did it for myself so this is what I was talking about earlier on about the school you know um I I wasn't the one, the kid that would be speaking on the phone for hours and talking about girl, uh, girls and boys and you know um I don't like this girl or I like this boy and I was not that type of person. I would much go home, prefer to go home and do my yoga practice and perfect my headstand <laughs> and do my chakra, chakra balancing. It's getting a bit dark. I'm going to move the room. Um, but that's what I preferred to do, you know? So, uh, so it, it came into me from, from a very young age. And, and that's the thing. My perception was much more open um, when I came into the yoga practice. 
and that's where my teaching is much different so when pe people do yoga with me they connect to my spiritual awareness and understanding on that electromagnetic frequency that information field that i'm on they connect to that before they connect to my physical practice yeah that's that's really awesome karen and um and so like, let's just give a little bit of background about you so that people kind of know, like you were the, she was the wee yoga girl. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost forgot about that, but it comes up now and then. And um, yeah, so, and it's actually interesting because they still really, they still have that um, on sale and on Amazon and, and wherever. So um, yeah, I was chosen. I, I used to work for the Fitness First branch in uh, England and um, they, uh, the UK, sorry. And um, they, they had an audition for the whole of the fitness first branch to to see to pick the first, the three avatar well not avatars it's the first time we weren't avatars the first time they were going to actually um have real life people on the we pro on a we game so um and i only got that i got that um the audition probably maybe two or three days before the cutoff date and uh, i thought oh it's a bit too late but then i thought you know if there's anything i know in my life it's yoga <laughs> so let me just let me just audition for this so i sent a quick email with my um website bits and just a little bit of a profile very very quick and just a few pictures of myself and and um the director contacted me i think the next day and he said oh can you come in and um and i said yeah sure so i went and i went it's probably like maybe an hour away from where i was and i walked in and he just looked at me and he was like that's it. You're in. You're chosen. <laughs> chosen you. And I was like, God, I haven't even done the edition. You know, <laughs> and he was like, no, we loved what you said. And you look exactly like the pictures that you said. So he said, not everybody did. <laughs> so um, He's like, we, we're having you. But he said, if you want it, you can still do the audition. So I did, um, I did, uh, I did a little bit of an audition and, um, and yeah, and that's where it started. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. There was three of us. We did 117 yoga postures and Pilates postures and but it was the first time they had meditation in the game as well so I did the meditation sequences as well and um and yeah we had a lovely fa a, a film crew as well a very popular film crew apparently so um it was a lot of fun a lot of a few days of filming and on the back of that then I did do um some radio stuff and magazines and media and um yeah it was it was Press well, they I mean, called me the Lara Croft of the fitness world the at the Lord, time. Yes. <laughs> well, and you have the, I mean, she can sing guys. She's her, her voice is amazing. So you really do need to have your own meditation apps. Cause like, I know I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm slowly so. getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. And, um, and, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy that the meditation part was on it as well. So it wasn't just yoga practice. And, um, and yeah, it, it, it's, it's just another avenue, I guess, because that, that, the computer games were really getting popular at the time. And, um, you know, Nintendo was getting really popular. So I suppose it's a way, an avenue. It's like you say, when you start off at the gym and then all of a sudden you, you find another part of yoga that, you know, you, you really gel with. So, yeah, I think it was I a mean, way. I think that was just a really cool like um entry point for people to to find you for you to like kick off your your teaching career you know for sure yeah we we went probably a few years later because at the momentum of that nintendo game lasted for a few years so um a few years later i took uh 23 yoga students on um, a tour a yoga tour to india 
um, collaborated with another uh, fitness trainer. And um, the, the minister of the press um, from India found out I was there. And I didn't know that the game was that popular over there, but he wanted to meet me and he wanted to do an interview. So he came, um, so they, they uh, completely closed off one of the hotels in Shimla. Um, near the, in, we went over to the Himalayas as well and that I'm Shala. So um, he came over and he completely closed off at one of the hotels for all my students. And the, he said, whatever you guys want to eat, we will make for you. And because of that, they got us at the, I, the at Taj Mahal at six o'clock in the morning to do yoga practice because of my background. <laughs> awesome. So my students were there at six o'clock in the morning Taj Mahal, you know, what an amazing experience. Yeah, pulling some um, strings. Yeah, there. so they, it did have plus points. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. So even though some people might say it's a little, um, you know, commercial, whatever, there's, uh, when you can find the balance between these things, you know, sometimes these things, it's like the internet has its pluses and it has its down points, you know, so, um, but with the internet, obviously, we're able to communicate so much amazing information um, as, as you know, and as well, there's a lot of dark, you know, um, things happening on the internet as well. So there's got to be, if you can find the parallel, like, you know, I, I've spoke about before, um, and you can find the, the love path, then it, you know, is well, of the universe. And that's why I really love this book. I just feel like it's, um, you know, because people are always saying, like, especially in the spiritual community, like, you know, you got to raise your vibration, raise your vibration, raise your vibration. And you're kind of like, you know, like a lot of times I'll be like, yeah, I get that. And I know that. And I say that myself. And I know that that's just, that's true. But sometimes you get kind of stuck where you're like, well, how? Like I'm out of ideas right now. And it's really good to have like a book like yours where you can riff, like do, I mean, you have like a lot of really quick ways that aren't exactly, you know, even yeah. just like you even, you have one a chapter about like the colors you wear and like mm -hmm. how, how you're dressing, you know, or music and dancing. I mean, there's things that like, uh, we, we, we kind of probably, um, go to these things naturally, but sometimes it's good to just have your awareness of those because then you can kind of go like, Oh, wait, actually I am informed by my environment and let's, you know, mm, like, I'm for sure. I mean, cause like I, I, and I'd have this in the book as well, you know, for so long, I think people that consider themselves spiritual, they have a certain way to feel, they feel that they need to live a certain way, you know? So um, they'll do their yoga and they'll do their meditation and whatever. And, but they neglect other things in their life and they forget that they're 3D dimensional beings right now. You know, they've manifested this. They've come from the oneness and they're, they're here right now. So there's other things out there, not just yoga, meditation and mindfulness. So they can't just focus on that and neglect everything else. So, you know, they can't just have a child there and neglect the child and not be with the child. They can't have um, an animal there and, and neglect the animal. They've got to find the present state of awareness with those things as well. You know, if someone was wearing black all the time, I mean, black's a lovely color, don't get me wrong. And, and one of my um, chakras in my second book that's going to be launched soon um, on the chakra awakening I talk about the color black and I and I believe there's a chakra out there that is very much black as well so um and I believe that black has obviously been um, discredited for so long and it's been um, neglected from humanity's way of thinking I'm going to have to take this to a different room because I think I'm going to get very dark soon um, 
but I talk about the how powerful black is. But if you're just wearing that the whole time, that's the energy that you're going to send out the whole time. So sometimes you want to be different colors. You want to be purples and you want to be, you know, pinks or, you know, white. Yeah. Like, you, know, you want to be strong. Like yellow represents a very strong person because not everybody's got the guts to wear yellow. I remember when I was a young girl at school and um, I used to have a really bright yellow coat. And everybody else is wearing these dark, dark coats. Um, and I used to just, choose, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to choose whatever everybody else isn't choosing. <laughs> so I'm going to go for this bright yellow coat. And I was known at the beginning of my secondary school as the girl with the yellow coat. <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the yellow coat. But it just showed everybody, you know what? I'm fearless. Like, I am not afraid of wearing yellow, you know? And after that, I wore bright bright colors all the time you'd go out for nightclub events and i'd be wearing pinks and um you know bright reds and whatever so i would really stand out i would like to stand out i wanted to be different you know i didn't want to be the same i didn't want anybody to say to me you're the same you fit in I, i'd rather be called weird and different than the same you know because that's the way i was i think from a very very young age i started to question um society and i started to question the education system um you know what people believe is meant to be success you know whether you have that house that we talked about earlier on again again you know whether you have a house or you're married by a certain age or you know you have a certain amount of money in your account right you're in the box success but that's a complete illusion a complete illusion yeah is that's not what gives you uh contentment it might give you a very um small amount of happiness but it will be small because it's not going to last very long until the next uh, car comes out or then you know your neighbor moves to a really nice neighborhood and you want to move there now or suddenly they've got this much money and they're going on this many holidays they think well i need to i need to step up my game now to meet them and but why should that be our success you know why should we be based our life be based on that or anything in fact anything in life why is life based our contentment in life and peace based on anything in life we just we were born from an infinite consciousness a field of oneness we already mm -hmm. are everything we wanted to be we already are peace love and contentment and all this that we're living is just is a part of us enjoying and, and evolving it's like our consciousness is growing more and more and like every single person in this life learns something and takes it back to the consciousness you know like we can't all do everything at the same time but yeah. we can be everything we already are but if we're physically doing something we've got our niches and we're learning those niches and then we take them back to that one consciousness so every one of us is just as important as each other you know but but life and society has taught us all to fight and battle and you know the yeah, state be competitive exactly exactly but so the vibrational book the new vibration really was um it, it was released at the time of the virus actually so um it was a bit difficult to launch it and it was, it's just been semi-launched really at the moment on online and and i fingers crossed i should be able to launch it physically have a proper launch physically at a, a bookstore as i launch my second one um but it's come exactly at the right time i feel and what is your your second one going to be called so the second one is the total chakra balancing and it kind of supports this one as well. That's great. Um, so we talk about the seven main chakras that are, um, you know, a lot of people have heard of from the root to the crown. 
and I've also introduced um, another chakra in that, which I probably was um, for a year now. I'm getting messages um, from my higher self, or the or the or the field, shall I say, that information is being sent to me. That um, that there's something more within these chakras that we can connect to and i do feel the power obviously the heart is very very powerful we have a crown chakra that that connects but in between that there's there's that darkness the the black there's a darkness and I, I for me that chakra is either black or very like night blue it's very dark night blue and uh you always have to go through the dark to find the light you cannot be afraid of the dark yeah, you must go through that dark. That's where the secrets are. And people are afraid of what they cannot see. Yeah. But once you have the courage to go through that darkness, you will find the answers. The truth will then reveal itself. And it's more than light. It's actually truth. Truth is the higher vibration. Truth. Because truth is the protection. The truth is that if someone speaks walks and talks the truth they are by protected by the higher vibrational energy because truth and light is so far apart that is the low vibration mm -hmm. that is the high vibration and truth is behind that darkness and people have been for so long um been told to be afraid of the dark you know and walk away from the dark but only when you close your eyes or even open your eyes and walk into that darkness you're gonna you're gonna see that oh truth and that's that truth takes you to parallel universes it takes you to aspects of yourself in these different universes that have are living part of something that you may have wanted to be they're already living and you're able to, to connect to these um, aspects of yourself and bring that information here because it's just working on this electromagnetic field in this space it's all in the same space and this that chakra will can take you there i only touch on it a little bit in this book um, but I will, I will talk much more about it as the more information I'm getting on it, I'm going to talk much more about it and I'm, I'm probably going to do a course on it as well. Okay. So I, this brings me to, uh, I don't know, I don't know when, maybe a year or two ago, I had this dream where in the dream, my mother came and got me up and was like, Hey, there's a tornado come into my room. And I was like, okay. And so like, I could hear a little bit of the tornado alarm going off and I was like, Oh, and so like I, I start and it was, it was in the middle of the night and I start walking and all of a sudden, like my feet are kind of getting sluggish and I, everything kind of starts going black. And I was like, mom. And she was like, what? And I was like, this is a dream. And she was like, Oh, and then all of a sudden, like this blackness encompassed me. And it was the blackest black I've ever, ever experienced. It was blacker than when you have your, your eyes like this. It was blacker than, you know. Um, and I started panicking because I couldn't see anything. I couldn't feel anything. And then there was like this thought voice that was like, like breathe into it. You have to be comfortable with the dark because it won't last forever. And, and, and like, uh, and I was like, okay. And, and it said, you have to go through the dark to get to the light. And I was like, okay. So like I was sitting in there and I had to figure out how to self soothe and calm myself and just be in this place and be okay with the complete blackness. And then, mm -hmm. and then I came out of it at the other end, but it was just like, that made me kind of, that gave me a whole new perspective on, on the on the dark and on the black and mm -hmm. and i even have i've even heard a lot of people this this was a theme that has come up a lot what is this whole like 
when you die, um, mm. you know, they say like, go to the light, go to the light. But then I've heard a, like, I've heard a bunch of different people say, actually, the light is the reincarnation tunnel. That's what puts you back into another body, which could be interpreted as perhaps maybe like a prison grid. I don't know Mm. if I believe in any of that. I'm just saying these are some theories that are out there. They're saying Mm. that like, actually, you might want to go to the silence and go to the darkness and Mm -hmm. to, and, and, and then decide when you want to go to the light, you know, you might, because you have, you have this nothingness. And you have everything, don't you? You have everything, everything and nothingness. So, um, although they exist together because they're part of the infinite love, but to create life, uh, you need to be awake uh, in the in the, that dimension. You need to have light. You need, um, you know, you, you need everything. Really, you need to be able to see see everything. Mm-hmm. But if you're back with the consciousness. It's nothingness. So you're back to the nothingness. You're back to the silence, and you're back to, I suppose it would be darkness, but it's, it's just the infinite love in its original form, really, which is, not, um, manifested, you know, in this manifestation that we are. But it's it is what quantum physics is now speaking about as well, and this is something that, spiritual people, but I mean spiritual people as in people that really, um. Because I mean, people, religion and spirituality is very different. Yeah. And uh, in my experience, I have met people that would call themselves spiritual, but I, I don't really see a spiritual bone in their body, unfortunately, with all due love and respect. Um, but the spiritual, spirituality teaches us and, and many, many myths, obviously, and, and legends. And, uh, and I think some parts of religion actually do touch on it as well. Um, I've, got, I've lost my track of thought now. What like about like, is like the quantum mechanics of it. Like yeah, yeah. Have, we've talked about this for many, many years before the quantum physicists actually spoke about this. You know, the, the spiritual oneness, and, and even from shapeshifters. You know, because because from the shapeshifters, we see as different frequencies. We don't see. You know, from from a human perspective, people talk about shapeshifting from a solid perspective, don't they? And and mm-hmm. from a spiritual perspective, it's because frequency changes you know frequencies change so you can someone that looks like they're shape-shifting is actually just a frequency change so we we've been speaking about this from a spiritual perspective for many years and my family have and and to them it's it's just part part and parcel of life you know but i think um in the the western world because it's a lot of stuff is matter of fact and we follow our five sense ways of life um you know that if you don't see it it's not there type of thing you don't feel it it's not there um it's hard for people to comprehend it's hard for them well i I think that's why the the eastern world i guess you would say is it um i feel like the whole holographic universe theory really doesn't doesn't really mess them up at all they're kind of like yeah i could see that (laughs) yeah exactly when you brought up with it um you know and you've been told about um shape-shifting i was told about shape-shifting snakes from a very young age you know with it's part of it's actually part of the hindu religion (laughs) so like when they talk about the nag and everything so um uh so we already knew about these things but so when someone tells us about it you know this could actually be happening well yeah we've we've grown up with that we know that we know that we know we (laughs) already know that so um so from a spiritual perspective i you know i think so that's why I suppose the Western world is a little bit um, behind in that sense because of their perception. Their perception is very much solid and five sense reality. Right, they're too into not, material, um, materialism. 
yeah. but there's more than just you know so the seeing yet yeah, they're seeing without the, the physical but they're seeing behind that as well which we talk yeah, when we sure. talk about the third eye and there's expression but then there's a different type of expression which you have from the heart as well you know the heart speaks because it knows um, you know, we have a, the feeling people feel with their you know, fingers and touch, but then you have a different type of feeling. You have a sentient feeling. You have a feeling of knowing people and knowing things. And when you walk into a room and you can feel atmospheres and energies, you know, so all these senses, uh, you know, and even hearing, you know, people can hear, but then but hear, but like, you know, as science tells us now, hearing is just, um, even that is a bit of an illusion, really, because nothing really makes a sound apart from what the observer hears. I mean, it's very, very um, complex when I was talking, when I was listening to the scientists talk about this, but sound isn't really there until the observer hears it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, and it, and it is also, you, even, even if you did want to go from a materialization point of view, it's like dogs can hear frequencies we can't hear, you know, like on a regular basis, you have birds owls things like this that have asymmetric symmetric ear placements and they can hear surround sound like they can hear yeah. way more detail than we can hear i mean you have we have all these frequencies like electromagnetic like all the way from you know, microwaves and gamma waves and all this stuff and radio waves and what we the visual light spectrum is just a very small snippet of the waves that are existing within frequencies. So mm. there's a whole world that can be probably going on within our world that we don't can't physically mm. perceive with our tools. We just don't yeah. have the tools to see them. And like, but yet there's cats can see at night or, you know, there's, there are, there, there are animals that can see at night. There are animals that can see like, um, what do you mm. call it? Like they like see black and white, but movement is in color. And the communication, and obviously, um, yeah, you know, so the speed of light, etc. But the, you know, people don't have to speak to communicate. Yeah. You know, and that's an, as another, as another, and that's another wavelength, really. That's another wavelength. So how fast does that go? If you think about, you know, people speaking from different parts parts of the world, or even people giving healing energy, people mm -hmm. giving healing energy. You know, people give distant healing energy just like that in an instant, because of that electromagnetic energy. You know, heat heat waves moving from one side of the world and people actually feel it you know so all of this is it's not of the five sense reality and it's not of um of you know what the the normal scientists i suppose more commercial scientists would agree with but yeah the, the, so the new vibration is um so it's more than just you know what people would normally go to to raise their vibrations there's a lot more in there there's we even talk about time how time is such an illusion and um it's yeah, it's that. just again it's it's just what people if you if you you cannot talk about past and future in reality because it doesn't exist because all the time you're in the now like in the past mm -hmm. you was in the now and in the future you're in the now so it, you know and even from the time that we're given in our daily lives that you know where does that come from you know, i have to be at work at this time and i have to leave at this time even those are created you know and at a certain age, by a certain time, you have to be doing this and this and that. This is all a creation. It's all an illusion. It's all to trap us. I would love to live in like some sort of community setting where we just didn't have clocks. Like it was just like, you know, you lived by your internal clock and you did. Yeah. I mean, like, God, that would be amazing. Uh, I've, you know, I've always had a battle with time. 
like, you know, like having to be on a regiment, having to, you know, okay, I have to be here at this. I know time. I'm the same. I'm the same. People, my, my clients and my students used to say to me, oh, you know, there's, there's Indian time and there's a uh, yogi time and there's Kieran's time. <laughs> <laughs> Because even the yogis are known to be late because they're kind of like, yeah, whatever, just get there when you get there. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I'm on universal time. That time, the universe knows when I should be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I always had that kind of attitude where I was like, well, the party doesn't start till I'm there. So like, Yeah, exactly. For me, it doesn't start until I'm there. Yeah. I'm the observer. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, when, that's what time it starts. When I get there, that's when it starts. So Exactly. Cool. But yeah, so the chakra, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited about that as well. So that also is, it's quite um, an interactive book, uh, the chakra balancing. It's, it's inner and outer beauty. So I, in that book, it's, um, again, I'm taking it, taking it away from just the spiritual perspective it, because we're living in this 3D world. We want to live in this world. You know, we yeah. want to really enjoy this world. So, it, I'm, so I'm talking about many different things that you can use to connect those chakras to your manifestations so the essential oils and um herbs colors again and you know lots of frequencies that you, you know in your life so lots of different things that will help you open those chakras but then manifest the symbolic um you know manifestations really symbolic manifestations of those chakras so each chakra obviously represents a different thing it's not just the color and the, the spinning wheel they all have symbolic meaning behind them and there's ways you can manifest that into your life as well so they both meet each other and also um i do talk about uh as well outer beauty as well how how to um to to nurture yourself as well because we i mean obviously i believe myself that we are um holograms of our, our perception but it doesn't mean that the body that we've given ourselves shouldn't be nurtured yeah. And a lot of people feel that in a spiritual, um, you know, realm. They think, oh, they just, you know, sit on the mountain all day and say "Om" and forget about the, um, the, you know, the physical part. Just let it go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let that. I mean, obviously, my head's not brilliant today, but just let it all go. You know, just stuff. But, um, but you know, I, I say, nurture yourself. You know, nurture. You know, beautify the things that are part of you. That the the part that you want to bring out. So if you are the the strong leader, you know if that's the that's part of that energy that within you, then there's ways that you can um, bring that out even more. You know that if there's a real good, if there's a creative part of you that's suddenly being um, neglected, there's ways of, of dressing to bring that creative side up out more. Even spiritual, even spiritual parts of you. Can come I out. love that because you know the a big problem I I, I noticed with like like energy healing and a lot of people like with chakras, like it's like, if you, if you work on somebody and, or you'll, you'll be like, okay, your, your root chakra is closed or your sacral chakra or whatever. And, and then like, they kind of feel like, Oh God, I got, I'm broken or, but it's like chakras, are, they, uh, they are, are, what do you call it? Ever changing kind of thing, you know? So it's like, and I love that you're giving them tools, how to even practically nurture ones because it's not like oh that means your sacral chakra it's going to be closed for all eternity 
No, it's just mm. like today it's not doing so hot. Yeah. Okay. But mm. like, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. Like, but it just means you need to give a little extra nurture to these particular yeah. spots. Or and there's many different ways you can do mm. it. Many, many different ways. You know, again, yoga is part of it. Yoga is one way that you could do it. But again, as I said, not everybody does yoga. So there's, you know, affirmations that you can use. They don't have to be mantras. They don't have to be um, Sanskrit mantras, but they could be affirmations that I help you create that um, will help those chakras open up and the energy that you want to, to bring in to your life from those chakras. And uh, again, so colors that you can wear. Yeah, so any herbs that you can eat, foods that you can eat, um, music that you can listen to again. So it's, so it's very much related to those new vibrations, but it is working on those seven chakras and, and but a lot more focused on um, not just the, you know the again the official narrative i would say on the chakras as well it goes much more deeper it goes much more deeper than that and again i'm very happy to be able to bring the new chakra in which i'm also learning about myself so I, again i've only touched on it very slightly but i will do a lot more work with that and um and teach a lot more with that because i do think that's going to be the one that takes people out of the i was going to say out of the light but it's not really out of the light it's more into the darkness and be or maybe another dimension. Yeah, and people will have the ability to connect the parallel lives and different dimensions, because I do feel that um, science, mainstream science, I would say, and uh, possibly related to the regime and the deep state, uh, uh, through AI intervention, um, are attempting to give people the ability to be able to do certain things in their life that they weren't able to do but with artificial intelligence implants and um you know obviously they've, they've already said that a lot of that's happening but people can already do this humanity can already do this this was lost for many many years ago when there was intervention in our dna we are capable of connecting to other aspects of ourselves and other consciousness to be able to bring those um those learnings into us if we needed to if we needed to we can bring all this it's like a download into the consciousness yeah into our spiritual awareness into a now into the now we can download into the now so this is what i feel this chakra is going to take teach us so that's awesome excited. because you know, I, I really do believe telepathy is real uh and I, I mean i've talked about that on my podcast a lot um me and my uh Danielle, the other girl I do my podcast with, we, um, we've practiced like telepathic techniques and stuff before. Um, mm. I have done that with a couple other friends. Like, I, I think that stuff is real. I think, I know it's coming on board because I've been having a lot of thoughts about how I need to clean up my thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. because it, t telepathy is going to be coming. I don't know how or when, but I believe it's going to be coming. Yeah. And then I, the same thing is with even like the ability to like, just instantly manifest more and fly and even stuff like that. Like I, I believe in that stuff because I don't think the dream state is nothing. Mm -hmm. And like, there's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain what is coming or in, to what extent it's going to ever manifest in this reality, but mm -hmm. it's not, this reality isn't fixed. No, for sure. It's ever changing. And, and everything that exists, is in this one consciousness everything that exists everybody's knowledge all information is there and this is what the chakra is 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 going to take people to they'll be able to connect to any of this but it's already there i mean you know even if you looked in the, if you even if you went beyond that 
the, the bigger picture, that big infinite love is all that is. It, it is mm -hmm. everything. It's all information in there. And we only have to tap into these, this information to, to download it. But our perception has told us that we're just this solid form that we are right now. And, uh, and we can only learn from this perception and what's in front of us. But really, we can connect to any of this. And it's, and it's energetic waveforms, you know, it's energetic waveforms. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely coming. Um, information is coming to people that are open to it. You know, the people that, that will open to this will, will download this information. For sure. Well, and you've <laughs> definitely downloaded some of it and put it into books, which are very helpful. And I'm yeah, so I'm very excited for getting these books out. And, and obviously, the time that they've come out, I don't know if it was meant to be. It probably is. I mean, you know, everything is, nothing is a coincidence. Everything is aligned. So, um, you know, that they're, they're supposed to come out, I suppose, when they are. But I do have another couple coming out after that. And I do have them. Um, so I'm, I'm on a bit of a roll when it comes down to books at the minute. Good. So um, they've got it. <laughs> I'm bringing the modern day yoga philosopher in there, which is going to be all my philosophies from, I can't remember when I started, you know, speaking spiritual talk, I guess, when I was very little, and I'm going to be putting those down in books um, and everything that comes to me. Um, you know, and obviously- well, and I, I really think spending. you need to write one on parenting because like um, Kieran, like, has a son and she's a single mother and she just when she goes like Dommy comes with her like it's yeah. just like <laughs> and, and it's like you know he, he adjusts we're like this that way and everything yeah. that I talk about he talks now like he, he you know he's, he's his own little yogi he's got his own little YouTube channel and he does his videos every other week and um you know so he's he's very spiritually aware and he's um you know and I, I'm really I'm really I'm, oh, I don't know what the word is. I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful to have such a, an intuitive boy, uh, intuitive child, and um, and he's he's he wants to know the truth. My son wants to know the truth, you know, and and he he his wish really is for everybody to know the truth. You know, if he could wish for anything, he's his wish is I want everybody to know the truth. And as I said before, the truth is the higher vibration, is the highest vibration, because that truth is love. Truth is love. Truth is fearless. Love is fearless. You know, there is no lie. There's no fear there at all. So, um, so yeah, you know, and he comes, he comes with me everywhere on the yoga trips, you know, from <laughs> two months his first one <laughs> in Ibiza. <laughs> came, came along on the two months trip. And then, uh, and since then, he's been all over the world and he, and he walks up in that Inca trail in the Peru. And yeah. I remember when we were at the bottom and, uh, and the, the guy said to me, oh, you both won't be able to go up. And I said, why? And he said, oh, because, you know, you, he's going to get tired and you're not going to be able to carry him. And, and I said to him, I said to Dominic, what do you want to do, son? And he was like, mommy, I want to do what everybody else is doing. <laughs> on my shoulders from when we started walking out and thankfully we had jason and um we had the two guides there didn't we so um it helped as well and, and then Dommy was the first one up there i think <laughs> but um yeah he's he you know and in costa rica as well and he just you know and i know a lot of parents obviously i think i talked about this in the new vibration as well um 
you know they they put their fear onto the children and um and they feel that they need to protect their children and they underestimate children yeah i mean it's even oh i noticed like dommy kind of you know like he eats what we eat or you modify a little bit with the restaurant or whatever like he could hundred percent yeah we're eating you know yeah um, Whereas I feel like my nieces and nephews, it's kind of like there's these three items I'll eat and nothing else. And, you know, I mean, you, yeah. It, yeah, it's just. Yeah, I get that as well. You know, like when his friends come over, I have to make sure I've either got pasta or nuggets or <laughs> pizza or garlic bread or something. But um, right from the start, I wanted to, to make sure Dominic was open to all things and all people and different areas of the world and different foods and 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 I know what I am, you know who I am as well, and I and I like to explore the world, and um, I don't want to be confined into just this, you know, system, this education, and you know I wanted to really open and expand my mind, and I know Dami to do that, he needs to be able to to be open to things as well, and and food. Now he he will try everything. He will try everything. He will always say, okay, let me try it. Yeah. If he generally doesn't like it, oh, I didn't really like that one. He'll try all the herbs and he'll be like, oh, I like this green herb, but I don't like that green herb. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, hey, I'm very, very blessed. Is. And my mum always says that as well. And, and everybody says he eats everything. He eats everything that you give him. He'll never argue. He'll never say, oh no, I want pizza and pasta, you know, and even that he, he won't eat just simple pizza and pasta. He, he, he likes the acquired taste now. <laughs> <laughs> like he likes different things and um and yeah you know i'm very very blessed that he's um and he's vegan he's vegan like me you know he, he made the choice to be vegan he um he was vegetarian and uh, he asked me why i was vegan and i explained to him why i was vegan and he said to me um why am i not vegan then mummy <laughs> <laughs> why am i not vegan and um i said oh because I just thought it would be easier at school and like, no, you know, and then he started talking about it. Well, these things affect me and blah, blah, blah. And that's not fair that you do that to me and make me vegetarian. <laughs> so he became vegan. And so now he eats everything I eat. And, and the thing is, you know, being plant-based, you can match anything out there. You know, I, I had oh, yeah. to, when, you know, when we did, when I changed him to vegan at school, they gave him his main meals, but they said that not all of the desserts could be made vegan because there's not that many vegans in the school and it would just be too difficult for the chef to do that. So I said, that's fine. I will match everything. I will match it. You know? So um, I matched, I matched everything on that uh, dessert dish, dessert menu. Sorry. So everything they do, I match vegan and I take it in. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, make sure number one, that he didn't feel like he was being left out. Number two, yeah. Yeah, number two, to show them, you know, you can actually do everything plant-based. You can actually have, everything can be done vegan as well. Yeah, you really can. So, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a little star. He's a little star. And, and actually, I am writing what, another book about him <laughs> as well. <laughs> and it's, it's The Yogi Apprentice. So it's his life's journey with me from a, from a young youngster. So are you doing, well, I don't know with all this COVID stuff, but are, do you think you're going to be doing another trip sometime soon or? Yeah. So I need to, I'm going to have to see how, we, how it pans out with this. Um, I mean, obviously like well, the, the, the travel so restricted right now that it's, it's kind travel of is so think. restricted. Yeah. I mean, obviously we can travel, but you know, in the UK we have to quarantine for two weeks, but then you've got all the restrictions of masks and which I absolutely refuse to do. 
um, and then track and tracing and temperature tests, which again, I refuse to do because no, I, I'm in charge of my body. So no one tells me what I can and can't put in or on my body, especially if I know that it will harm. Um, so I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't support that. So I have to wait and see what happens. Um, I think, I think for, it's like my son said, you know, the other day, he said, um, how long do you think this is going to go on for mama? And I said, what? And he said, the COVID, you know, the COVID-19. <laughs> and I said, as long as people keep complying, it will go on. If people just stop and don't do it any longer, it will stop because it's not the COVID-19 that's the problem. It's the people complying, acquiescing to everything that they've been told to do, locking down, masking, social distancing, um, temperature checking, you know, hating humanity, hating their uh, fellow uh, hu human, um, right. you know, it's going to get worse theory. and worse and worse. Yeah. You know, when people just stop doing that and say, no, we're not doing it, we don't agree with it, there's no scientific based evidence any of this works. And actually, there's no scientific evidence anywhere in this world that COVID 19 exists, number one. So when you show me that it exists, I will then start entertaining the other things. And I will look into those. But right now, there's no evidence that exists. And the, the ma machine they test with doesn't even test for COVID-19. It tests for DNA in, in, that every human has. So, you know, and my son knows this as well. So, um, so and I, for me, I feel until people say no and um, they refuse to um, do what the so-called guidelines are, we might be this, in this for the long haul at the moment because... Um, you would have to, to wear masks, you would have to isolate and you, you possibly soon would have to have vaccinations or chips to prove that you've had COVID and, and yeah, again, we're not going to be doing yeah. any of that. Yeah, so if there's a retreat, I would have to keep it in the UK at the moment. Um, but even then, you know, not everybody is comfortable at the moment here. Everybody, it's 50-50. There's a 50-50 here. You know, people want to get out of it. There's a lot of people that are awake in this situation, but... Um, there's a lot of people that would just say yeah i mean and it's it's a it's a hard thing because it's very much of there is a lot of fear programming going on pumping really really hard trying their best yeah. to make everybody yeah. as scared they're as possible. relentless they are relentless yeah. the information feed from so-called tv channels um and social platforms the social media platforms out there they are relentless they are taking off anyone that is disagreeing with the the narrative the official narrative and they're making sure that everyone is fed the fear mongering and yeah so until people start coming off that feed and going into a different feed it's going to be difficult and and also you know i think people just the people that are waking up to this the people that do know the truth have to be brave they have to they have to start speaking the truth that's it they have to start speaking the truth and they have to stop complying with what they're telling them to do because that's that's going to be the difference because really what you want to do is awaken humanity but then when you've awoken a humanity if that humanity carries on doing what everybody else is doing and acquiescing what's the point you know then you're back to square one so when you've awoken humanity that humanity needs to stop complying and spread the wave the, the vibrational wave of truth to other people you know whichever way they can and again that will then just grow bigger and bigger and bigger until that wave engulfs uh, the whole of our 
you know existence really and and raises the vibration of all so even you know even those people in the in the lands that don't have the access and sources of information people don't always have access and sources to to read books and internet you know there's many places in this world the third world countries that people don't have that access but even those people will have their vibrations raised when a certain amount of humanity raises their vibration. Yeah. So we have to look at it like that. And we have to look at the bigger picture because, you know, right now. And they might be actually uh, better off than us in a lot of ways because they don't have. They don't have the, the, the programming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have social media. But um, yeah, but it's like the hundredth monkey, you know. It's, yes. Yeah. For sure, for sure, yeah. And right now, you know, that, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, what the the deep state, if you want to call it, the regime, or you know, whatever it is, this cult is um, doing right now is dividing humanity. The divide is dividing humanity, and uh, humanity can't help each other. And people are becoming very much me, me, me. You know, you see families very much me, me, me. You know, I'm all right. I've got my money. I've got my this and this. But what about all these other people that are losing their jobs and haven't got, you know, they haven't got money to feed their kids and families are getting chucked out. And soon, end of the year comes in the UK, we're going to see so much more of that. So people need to now find their humanity and compassion and work together to help each other. Because if they don't, you know this is this is that separation this is the separation you know but me you know I, i've always been that way I, i'm, I'm a, quite a humanitarian and and my leadership has always been about all of humanity is my family and a lot of people don't have that they don't it's very much their own you know to protect their me and my own you know so um to raise the vibration they're going to have to they're going to have to connect to the whole vibrational energy, which is everyone, because we are all part of the whole. And it's just protecting themselves isn't going to make the difference because that vibration is also being affected by everyone else. Yeah, it's true. It is true. 